What's up and welcome to the Nutty North Show. This is your host, Stan Nesbitt. And before we start the show, I want to talk to you about our friends at Cosla. They have the Walk, Run, Roll 5K Challenge on Friday, October 2nd to Sunday, October 4th, 2020, which is a virtual 5K. For more information, you can check them out at www.runsignup.com slash Cosla Walk, Run, Roll 5K. For more information, here's our program director, Adam Dale. That's right, T. On October 2nd through October 4th, you can do a virtual 5K. This is for the Central Ohio Spina Bifida Alliance. It's a great organization that helps support people who are affected by spina bifida in Central Ohio, including medical supplies, home modifications, medical expenses. They do a lot of great work for Central Ohio and people who suffer from spina bifida. So please definitely check out the 5K if you can. The link is right on our website at the very top. And again, that's October 2nd through 4th. The registration deadline is September 27th. And now here's Nutty North with myself and Rondell Sutherland. I like to move it, move it. Hey, you just gonna start talking after I said Mike's side. That's crazy. I'm gonna like to move it, move it. Move it. All right, well, we are back. We are back. Episode. You gonna tell me that you ain't about to know the episode again, bro? Yeah, <laughs> I had it before last week. What do you do the night before? Take me into the. the I do the rundown and then I I try to fall asleep. That's what I do. So the one other thing that you want to figure out, you don't figure that out, or that you should figure out, you don't figure that out. Nah, I'll be coming off the cuff. I'm not gonna lie. Checking it out. Yes, sir. I'm gonna try to hang out with you on the days before we have our show. That's crazy. Just so <laughs> I can know what you be doing. But yeah, we back. Nutty North presented by Mojo Sports Gear on Spawn on their network on the Facebook.com. Were you about to forget what? Yes, sir. I really was. I had it. I had it. And then it, it almost fumbled. It almost fumbled. But we, but you know, I forgot to introduce us. I'm Rondell. That's T. How you feeling, T? Not like you, apparently. One of us went, <laughs> one of us kicked it last night and the other one did. Man, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. How are you? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm good to be talking some football again since you know last week we postponed it. You know, yeah, I had to fight for the rights, man. Black lives matter. Black lives. But let's start it off with you know last last week, right? Last week, Mackenzie Alexander was charged with battery. Now, it was because his father. I got this story right here, so. It said he learned that his father was missing, and he confronted the man who left his father behind, and then he got charged with battery. But right now, it's saying that he's back with the Bengals. So how are you how are you looking at that situation, T? It's your father. Um, shout out to him. He left training camp um, to find some answers, find his father. Right. He did that. Um, not a game goes. Sometimes you just you have to get your hands dirty to to get your answers. I don't know what happened. I can't, you know, do nothing but speculate from just the reports that came out. But from what I see is basically whatever he did, it worked. Found his father. So, I mean, I'm going to always respect because, you know, the name of the charge is one thing. You know, I mean, you got charged for battery, whatnot. There's different levels to something. You get charged with battery, you beating up on a woman or something. I don't respect that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I, I, I can't get down with that. Um, you find yourself in a battery situation because you're looking for your father and you found him and that's what it took. Shout out to him because he got it done. That's what matters. Um, 
He found his father back healthy, um, alive, which when you have, you know, uh, and a lot of times this happens when you see somebody um, come up missing, you you kind of speculate and say, well, it might be over. Um, usually, you know, especially nowadays, you're not going to go missing unless you want to be, you know, missing unless something ha- happens to you. There's so many ways to track you. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's definitely harder to, you know, be hiding. So usually when that happens, a lot of times it's the worst case scenario, you know. Um, so you'd like to see the the good situations, even if it took him having to catch a charge to, you know, take care of that. And any judge, um, and again, I don't know the situation. He could have been involved in some, you know, riffraff and he may have been in the wrong with what he did, you know. Um, I mean, the whole story behind that was that his father and some guy were going to go pick, I want to say apples or grapes or something. They were going to go pick some fruit and then his the guy just left his father behind. So, I mean, I, I get it. I agree with you. I'm down with that. Like, you know, if my father got left somewhere, especially at an old age, like, I got to go handle that. You know, you got to go find your father. And, I mean, we did sign him to, like, a one-year, four-million contract, so we was trying to improve our defense. But, like, if that got him off our team, I'm, I, I would have respected it because you got to deal with family first before the money. Man. I'd less respect the Bengals if they did get rid of him for something like that. Well, I mean, we're, you know – we, yeah. We're known to give second chances. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I and with this again, I I respect it because you know you had a cause. It right. was what you needed to do, you know to do. Your father was MIA before you showed up. Then you show up. You got the black and eye, but you got to, you got your answer. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to take that every trip. If nothing else, what's up with the people that are supposed to be looking for his dad? Why did Mackenzie Alexander have to leave Kent? to come find his dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, why couldn't whoever's supposed to do that job, why can't they do a better job to the fact that he has to come in here and do what he needs to do? You know, um, again, things will have to play out. And by the fact that he's back with the Bengals, I don't think it'll be a cut situation that has something to do with this. Right. Now, if he ends up cut, I think it'll be more so, you know, the game moved on without yeah, you, like the time his, off, it kind of hurts you. And like he not fitting into the defense yeah. no more. Yeah. It'll be a playing, type, you know, playing situation, not what happens type of situation. But at the end of the day, I know McKenzie Alexander probably wouldn't do it differently either. If I have to find my father, I have to find my father, you know, um, especially – Speaking for black males, the fact that you have a father around in your life, period, you know, right. that means so much more. So I can understand that, you know, you want to take care of him and make sure that nothing happens. And some, you know, no matter what, you're the one that's going to find him because it's deeper than that. So, again, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. Bloody man. nose, get an eye out. <laughs> get, your you get your father back. Absolutely. Yeah. But the bigger news that came out while he was coming back is that. Joe Mixon finally got that deal, four-year contract extension, four-year contract instant. Nah, I can't even talk. Forty mil. He got forty mil for four years, extended until the contract he already got. So that's all I'm trying to say. Sound it out. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> sound it out, bro. You I was messing it. up on extend. I can't even say it right now, bro. bro. I don't. I just. I'll never get it, especially with the cutoff being ten o'clock now. I I don't understand it, but here we are. But um, money, 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 money. Yeah, money. Man. Um, as a running back, it's a little tougher because they don't want to pay the running backs, and I get it because they take more wear and tear. You're, 
I don't want to say you're more replaceable because I don't want to make it seem like somebody like Joe Mixon is easily, you know, replaceable. You can't just easily replace him. But you can get you another running back quicker than you can get you another quarterback. Quicker than you probably can get you an elite wide receiver. You know, and you don't necessarily need an elite running back to get the job done. But I think what a lot of these running backs are starting to see now is you want to kind of get yourself in that McCaffrey mode, that Kamara mode, um, to a point where they have to pay you a little bit more because you're much more than just a running back. You know, if you're just a running back and you're just you're getting the handoffs and you you know you're getting your yards that way, we can pay you not bare minimum, but we're not going to necessarily pay you what you bring to the offense. What you can do more, you can get paid a little bit more. And I know Joe Mixon was sitting out. Um, because he wasn't getting his, his his money. And I think a guy like him helps everything out. You know, especially when you have Joe Burrows, you need surrounding him with enough elite weapons. And Joe Mixon is an elite weapon. You need to surround him with that kind of stuff so he can be the best quarterback that he can be. Um and I think that by being able to pay him, that's gonna be able to keep that commodity popping. What just stopped you? Oh man, that was my 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 end, bro. Oh, that was your end. I mean, popping. Was I supposed to say something after that? Like, no, I literally thought she was about to keep going. Are oh, you want me to go on the tangent? No, I really thought she was about to go on the tangent for no, a minute. I mean, it gets popping. I can go into more detail about it. Um, no, no. I can I can add in the fact that um, it shores up the the worry problem that you would have had because what you mean by the worry problem if you got joe mixon sitting out then we have to depend on Gio Bernard, which he has to elevate his level and be a number one running back and right. have to tote the mail which that's not what he does so Gio doesn't you know what i mean like basically joe mixon allows the rest of that Bengals offense to be great right. um if you didn't pay him it's that he's going to come back at some point because they all do you can look at the melvin Ward situation um prime example uh Kamara even, he had to come back. Um, but it's the time off that everybody else has to move up a spot. It's kind of like the A.J. Green situation where you will need your, your wide receiver to be able to be a number one. Like you need right. A.J. Green to be the number one so Tyler Boyd can be as suitable at his best number two. Tyler Boyd can masquerade as a number one. But it's not the same thing. John Ross had to move up. Alden Tate will have to move up. It's just, it's, it's all bad. If you throw Joe Mixon out there and Gio Bernard can now be that pass catching wide receiver, third down back. I mean, not wide receiver, uh, running back. Third down back. He can be in his spot. You don't have to depend on a running back by committee situation now because Joe Mixon is going to tote the mail. He's going to do what he needs to do. So it's just it's a trickle down effect by being able to have your guy and not have to worry about bringing your guy in either. Okay. All right. I'm seeing where you're coming at. Do I hit a bell now? Do I have to ring a buzzer when I'm done? No, this time I'm paying attention. <laughs> I was I was I was looking for some some other news. But comma after popping. <laughs> nah, this time I'm that. I'm paying attention. But no, nah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I was looking at all our uh our running backs and everyone that we have and the only one that I truly know, even though I don't know if we still got him is a what's his uh Samaj uh P Ron, yeah. P Ron, yeah. And he again, he would have to move up. Yeah, he would have you know to move up to number so, two. Gio would have to be number one. It's just, which I mean, like I feel like Gio could be dependable, but not like long term. So that would be like another draft wasted on probably like a running back 
first round pick. Absolutely. And I like to put it lightly, really, Joe Mixon is like you. What you mean? Where you're our producer, you you do right. all the behind the scenes stuff, you you make the ball roll. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if you're not here, then I have to be there. It means somebody else has to be here. Right. I mean, somebody else may have to be there. It messes up the dynamic. We can still get it done, but it it's won't not be the same, same. You know, dynamic. So it's it's basically. And shout out to you that I, I compared you to Joe Mixon. Oh yeah, you, yeah. Uh, so I need, mean, it's my favorite player. You, so need, to, you need to show up like <laughs> Mr. Mixon does and put the pressure on you. Uh, but still, like that's just it's that's the triple down effect. So that's what it boils down to. That's wild. That means I got to step my game up. Yes, I got to step it all yes. the way up. Absolutely. All right. We can't go uh, 2 and 14 out here, bro. We going 6 and 8. That's what we doing right now. 6 and 8. We got two more games. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm liking the deal. You know, four more years of Joe Mixon. That's still, what, 2024? You know, they're paying a man to basically just get the rest out of him. So. What's the chant? Four more years. Yeah. Four more years. Four more years. That's my president. <laughs> That's your president. <laughs> yes, sir. Mixing for president. Mixing for president. It can be no worse. Right. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> you say it twice. But next up is John Ross. Now, I think it was like a week or two ago he got injured in practice. But I don't I'm looking again and it doesn't seem like that injury really impacted him. Did you say John Ross? Yes, sir. John Ross, the receiver. He injured. <sighs> I mean, like, it was Deja news vu. because now it's like it looks like he he he's saying that he he wants to become the top of the receiver group. So that means over AJ, over Tyler, over Tate, who seems to have taken that third spot from Ross. So. But if he can't stay healthy, I don't know what he's talking about. You know what I want to be? What's up? I want to be the top of the receiver chart too. <laughs> you can want everything you want. <laughs> it's about getting the job done. It's about staying healthy. Uh, John Ross hasn't been able to do that. How can I depend on you to be the number one? You can't stay healthy. I mean, produce, producer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that goes with him, too. Um, at the end of the day, John Ross just needs to stay healthy. Um, you can talk all you want to, but I need to see things be done. Um, everybody put on that. But I, I can almost guarantee you, if you go to each and every childhood, um, what I wanted to be, None of them said working at UPS. Nobody said I wanted to be a McDonald's cashier. You probably said something lavish. You probably wanted to be a doctor. You wanted to be a nurse, a dentist. You got to come at the hardworking folks of America, man. Well, I'm just saying. You don't. You still don't. You can go ask them hardworking folks, and we are both also hardworking folks. Where I work at is not what I wanted to do. it, It is what it is. But at the same time, to get what I want, for you to get what you want, you have to do certain things, take care of certain things to get there. Same thing I'm saying about John Ross. Right. You wanted to be an NFL player when you started. You wanted to be a number one at some point. That's what you get drafted in the top ten for. True. To be somebody's number one. But you have to hold it on to the end of your to your end, and he hasn't done that. And that's all you, all I'm asking you to do is be healthy. Be healthy and stay healthy. I'm not asking you to do anything else. Like I'm looking at his injury history. He's been injured ever since twenty fourteen. And that was back in college. He's injured today. Yeah, <laughs> like, but in NFL, he's been injured ever since. Every season he's been here since 2017 when he got drafted. That was a shoulder injury. Then he had two growing injuries. 
Then he had like a shoulder joint last year. So it's like, I don't know what he's really talking about. And see, that's my point. Like, he's always hurt. So if that's the case, if you're always hurt, then just shut up and play ball. You know right. what I mean? Like, I need to see. Like, it to me, especially with the I want to be the number one receiver stuff, that's always lip talk. Because the number one receiver is the one that consistently gets open. Right. I'm sure no quarterback is looking at uh, triple team A.J. Green and the wide open John Ross and saying, let me throw it to A.J. Green. They want to throw it to John Ross as long as you get open. A.J. Green consistently gets open. A.J. Right. Green is a dude that goes out and proves that he's the number one when he steps on that field. Even when he's hurt, he can take a year off and still come back and be your number one because he's been that great. Right. John Ross has not had that type of history. Now, granted, I want to see him be out there and do his thing, too. He's a 4-2 dude. You know, you bring that kind of speed out there on the field, it opens up everything for everybody. But shut up about it. Right. Like Tyler Boyd even said, he he sympathized with John Ross. He believes John Ross is unguardable, which, I mean, it's true at some points because he is, he's a very good deep threat. Like, if he's healthy, he could be Tyreek Hill. Or, well, he don't have the hands like Hill, so that's really the problem. <laughs> but – Logan, Logan Morris, uh, you know, scroll on there. Mr. Logan and he himself has says he loved the deal. Mike Brown has shown he's determined to change the culture. So that's narrative in Cincinnati. And he also said that Ross is a bust. Unfortunately, could he said, could he be a threat in the slot? Absolutely. But in, but the reality is he's not going to ever be number two, the green that we always thought he would be. Shout out to Logan. Yeah, shout out to Logan. You know what he's talking about. And uh, it's funny because I, I can hear that in his voice. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, he's right, though. Like, at the end of the day, you have to prove it now, no matter what. And it's not just proving it to us. It's not just proving it to Bengals fans. It's not just proving it to yourself. You have to prove it to the rest of the NFL. You know, right. The NFL can forget about you real quickly. You can be a speed guy. Those guys are a dime a dozen. Now, not everybody has John Ross speed, no. But it's the... You're going to be unguardable if you're not on on the field. You know, nobody's guarding you anyway. So it's just that's my thing with him. Like at this point, you passed being a rookie. You passed me the second year guy that's trying to elevate to the next. Right. Now it's time to show up or get on up out of here. Like that's what you mean, T. Like this is fourth year. You're basically a senior. You know, pretty so much. Like you got to stay healthy, and then if you're healthy, you got to be catching these these balls because the number one thing when he's healthy is he's dropping. Yeah. He's dropping these passes. Get it done. It's like it's kind of like John Ross is at that point of having that ex is telling you that they're going to you know, be better this time. Oh, I'm, I'm working on me, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm going to be the, the person you've always wanted. And then you get them again, it's like, uh, you know, you're still the same person. Exactly. I need to see different. Otherwise, I won't see you no more. So um, for his sake, I hope he gets it done because, again, that kind of speed is something that you want to see in the open field. Right. The only way you'll see that is that man playing. But luckily the Bengals have drafted and put a, a receiver core together that they don't have to depend on John Ross. And he's slow. That's, that's a whole nother beast. But, yeah, we back on Scoring There Network on Facebook.com. But make sure you check us out at ScoreOnThere.com. You can catch all our blogs, broadcasts, daily content. Just go to ScoreOnThere.com and also – if you saw that commercial, that Cosba, uh, I'm pretty sure I am butchering that name. But the walk, row, run, make sure y'all hit that up. You know, that's a virtual, I think it's 4K. 
or 1K. I know it's on the website, so check that website. Check out that uh, virtual walk, run, roll. But since we are. All right, let's just jump into the Earl Thomas. Um, I'm trying to figure something out. <laughs> Earl Thomas was released last week by the Ravens after having an altercation with Chark, Chuck Clark, which is a weird name. That sounds like one of those default creative player names. Right? Like, That's what I thought. Chuck I'm like, Clark. That man's name cannot be real. Yeah, they deleted. Like, let me get this dude out of here. Um, also, before you go on, it's a 5K. A 5K. Virtual walk, road, run 5K. From October 2nd to October 4th. So you don't have to all do it in one day? You can... No, I don't think so. You can do it let's do the 2nd through the 4th. So make sure so, y'all check that out. Always for a good call, so Always. definitely check that out. But um, first, that's not the first person I wanted to cut him. Uh, Miss <laughs> Miss Miss Thomas wanted to cut him early on in the in the. Uh, <laughs> See, I wasn't going to mention. Oh that. no no no, we talk about it here. We don't mm, we don't run away from topics over here, buddy. Um, <laughs> also, just to say, man, coach, come on, bro. We, oh, we need you on, back, yeah, man. We yeah. need you back. Coach, I'll let you, boy. Just I'll so let you, you boy. can be over there in that chair. We can be making fun of Earl. That's Thomas. probably why Coach ain't here because he already knew we gonna have something to say about Earl Thomas, and he's still he's still sick. Um, but I don't get that. You know, he can be a great teammate to his brother, but right. all of a sudden, <laughs> now he want to be a bad teammate. Now he want to blow coverages. Yeah, they said he was coming in late. All that other stuff. It's like, geez, you the vet blowing coverage, coming in late. Obviously, his mind is on something else. Obviously, a hotel job. room full of women. I, I mean, come on, man. Um, but yeah, he's jobless now, um, still, which is actually a shock to me because yeah. I would have thought somebody would have picked him up. I mean, now. it seems like the Cowboys they want him badly, but also Jerry Jones was like, "That's a lie." So the NFL is tough, and Earl Thomas, you know, he's still a, a great player, still has a name to him, but he's starting to come down a little bit and i think you know it's kind of getting to the point where we're not talking about 25 year old earl thomas anymore, where the risk um doesn't outweigh the rewards you know what i'm saying like you knew earl thomas was going to be able to bring what he needed to bring um previously but as he gets older he's taking a step back less interceptions last year less splash plays he showed to be more replaceable than he used to be, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you would have never thought before that they would be debating between uh, Chuck Clark and Earl Thomas. It was always an easy kind of thing. Like, oh, man, Chuck Clark, oh, six-round pick, whatever, right. he can be cut. It's not the same no more. No. Which, I mean, another thing, it seems that Chuck Clark has a way better standing in the locker room than Earl Thomas did. That goes to speaking to being a good person, too. Um I understand that we live in a world where being a good person doesn't always reap the benefits of it. Um, a lot of times, somebody taking advantage of you when you try to be a good person. But it's good to see those small instances where you get rewarded for being a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it looks like the Ravens. They knew, and and again, um, Earl Thomas does this to himself by putting himself in a position where I'm gonna have to decide between you and a teammate because you keep keep your cool long enough. You know, I seen Earl Thomas. He took a um, the clip that happened, the blown covers, and he shared it out to his Instagram. And he wanted people to see, like, yo, this is what happened. This is what we were doing. Whatever, whatever. This is why he got mad. That's a problem for me because you care about public opinion too much. 
I think that's becoming a thing way, especially with this cancel culture that we live in. It's too many people that play towards the court of public opinion. Um, at the end of the day, your organization matters. How you handle that? Um, you should have been talking to your organization about doing a better job of keeping your career. Forget the fans. The fans want to see carnage anyway. They want to see you lose your job. They want to see all kind of beef and drama and all that other mess. You don't need none of that. But he bit into it, and again, it became you're more drama than you're worth. It happened in Seattle. It's happened in Baltimore to a point where it's now this is you. You could have looked at it before and said, well, maybe Seattle didn't appreciate you. You know, maybe they didn't do what they you know needed to do to keep you happy. All right. Now you got to look at him. You know, and um, I think they found his replacement too, uh, Deshaun Elliott. Um, bringing him in is again, we're not, we're probably not going to instantly become better because you lose to Earl Thomas, you lose still a great player. But the locker room, the chemistry, to being able to grow, and we have a good enough team to be able to circumvent a loss of Earl Thomas. As a Browns fan, I ain't shed one tear for it because he's an idiot. Um, let that happen to him. It is what it is. I ain't mad at it. Um, let him be what he's going to be. Um, unless he ends up being a Cleveland Brown, if he does that. That was my next question. Why well, want a team in the AFC North pick him up? I'd pick him up, especially if you're the Cleveland Browns, considering Delpit got hurt. Um, right. Just you need to add depth to it. But I, again, I think it's a situation where Cleveland's looking at him and saying, well, we may not have better safeties than Earl Thomas, but we have better behaved safeties. Right. We have less of a drama problem. Our locker room dynamic is a big thing. And you've seen this with football time and time again. One person can blow up a whole team. Um, one person could be a oh, don't I know that? Don't player. I know that? It could be extremely large distraction. So I just think Earl Thomas has to kind of figure himself out and um, get it together. Otherwise, he's gonna call his brother another one of the little thing things and uh, get some pressure out of his out come of his on, system. Bro. Come on, With that... being so angry. Come on, bro. Make but, a play. Yeah, I was definitely thinking. You know, the Bengals could pick him up because we are one for second chances, but. I don't know. I think he's just he's too toxic at this point. This is like it's not like Vontez, but it's almost close to it. Whereas like I don't remember Vontez off the field antics and his on the field antics being such a, a topic that you don't want to touch at times. Like off the field, he was quiet, but on the field, he was the dirtiest player. But that was Marvin Lewis era. Now we got Zach Taylor's era. And I don't know if he, you know, yeah, we took um. Mackenzie Alexander back, but that was that was a noble thing. This right here don't. This right here is not. It's not a noble thing. So I, I don't see us picking up picking them up, especially with Trey Trey Wayne's injured. I don't see us picking them picking them up to help this defense at all. See, and that goes to the toxic thing because the Bengals are a young um, locker room, so you don't want an Earl Thomas there because. Once the inevitable starts happening, because I don't think Earl Thomas over in Cincinnati helps take them anyways. I think you're still going to be where you're going to be. Right. Um. Once that starts happening, wait, hold up, whoa. You don't think he'll elevate that team? No. Give it like a few wins? No. Because I don't think he's a game changer anymore. Like Earl Thomas okay. is still a good player, but he's but not he that game changer. game changer. Yeah, he used to be that dude. He's kind of it's kind of reminiscent of the Ed Reed years. Um. Before he became washed, before the Houston time, and um, it was he started to slow down a little bit, and he would make a, a pick, 
But before it was a pick six. Now this is a pick for a five yard game, you know. And I think that's when Earl Thomas is starting to come to okay. where he's not a franchise changer. He's not a defense changer. He's a he's more of a I got a good defense. I can help you become great by throwing Earl Thomas out there. That's why Cleveland would be a, a good thing for him if he could get it together because I think that has the makers of being a good defense, but there's weaknesses there. So I think having a better safety could help out take that defense from good to great. I think what Earl Thomas is at right now is not the type of player that you can throw in any roster and he just elevates that squad. And I just think that he, he has to find a perfect fit that it's not just a, a playing style fit, it's also a locker room fit. And I just think that a young team definitely ain't gonna be the move for. Okay, all right. I'm I'm with you on that. But the next thing we're gonna talk about is Damian Willis. Which I'm trying to look it up right now. What you talking about, Willis? Damian Willis. He was released by the Bengals. Then he was picked up by the Browns. Only to be released by the Browns because he failed the physical. So. You better shape up. And I know, I want to say when I mentioned that, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show. You you was like, it had death or or something. But I I don't know. I don't know. So what you you thinking on this? Um, Especially now. Right. You have to be in shape. You have to be ready at the drop of a dime. You cannot come into anything not together because this thing is going. Um, You'll be cut quickly because there's always going to have more. There's more job openings than normal because of COVID. Um, The fact of the matter is a lot of players aren't you're not trying to bounce for training camp the training camp either you know what i'm saying and i don't think just judging by the way that you look at the waiver wire it's not a lot of big cuts here you know what i'm saying i think they're all going to do it at one time for real so it's we're going to see the most out of you that we can get but we're not going to waste time on somebody who's easily cuttable um if you're jarvis landry you might hang around a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Let that linger a little bit because we need you to, you know, be together. You're not so easily cuttable. Damian Willis, you come in the camp not in shape, you got to go. Right. Just especially somebody else. Especially knowing a year like this. And then we're so close to the start of the season, you know. So it's like you got to be in shape. But speaking of, you know, cuts, it seems the Browns are they're starting to release players. They just released four people. They released uh, – JT Hassel, Donnie Lewis Jr., uh, Jamon Moore, and Ricky Walker. And yeah, they were making the, the roster anyway. <laughs> and it seems the Bengals released O'Shea Doug, Douglas and Bryce Sturks. I almost thought you were about to say O'Shea Jackson for a minute. Nah. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Thank you. Not everywhere. But uh, I'm still looking up to see. But this, I would say at this point, and again, I mean, we're at the stage where slight cuts are be made, but that's opening up spots for somebody. Like, I'm pretty sure right. you'll look up later on, it's like the Browns brought in a couple receivers or something, or a couple linebackers to try out, or whatever, whatever. It's about the bottom of that roster moving around, and then these players also have an opportunity to go to another training camp for these last few days. Right. Because, I mean... Usually in any other year, these are preseason games that we've watched and we know what these players are doing. Players are getting cut after that, whatever, blah, blah, skip. Now it's moving a little different because there isn't a preseason. 
So, you know, with these players that's being cut now, I think these coaches are saying, well, we know what we have with these guys. We have a couple more weeks. Let's see a couple other dudes that may have a shot at making a roster. But usually at this time, most of these guys are camp bodies anyway. Um, I don't know how important training camp tape is, the footage will be, but I think it's just more so of that. Like, let's get you in the camp. Let's see what you got. If you're not good enough, we cut you with a little bit of time left so you can see if you can latch on to somewhere else. We can see, you know, Run the business. You can do what we need to do. Um, but it's not, none of those names are shocking to me because it's none right. of those names I looked at at the end of the projection to see them be here. So, yeah. Well, it seemed, I couldn't find anything on the Steelers, but the Ravens have waived uh, John Daka. He's an outside linebacker. Michael Darius. Darius. He's a receiver. Sean Pollard, center. And they uh, put, placed um. DeAndre White on I- IR. Yeah. Some more housekeeping. Yeah, more housekeeping, just, you know. But it also seems that uh, Miles Garrett is having an injury. There, He had an injury, and the Browns are treating that with caution. Yeah, because you're paying him $100 million. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he just get a big old check. Yep. I'll wrap him up and bubble wrap him until the season starts. Yes, sir. See what happens when you don't have Miles Garrett on your team. So... Yeah. Right. Uh, anything minor, I'm definitely taking care of that one. All right. Okay. Well, we're going to have a real quick break. Then we're going to come back again and talk a little bit more. But we're looking at a short show today, folks. We ain't got to tell them all that. They man, all they just the got to know, bro. They got to know. Man, man, man. You just tell Look, them everything. Let me produce. You said produce, producer. Let me produce. Go ahead, go ahead. Cut this camera off. Then we need to see what's happening next. Uh, in sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right at Ohio Media School. Uh, when I started here at OMS, my intentions was to learn more in the audio program. I wanted to be a sound designer. Uh, as I kept going on and seeing more of the uh, emphasis programs, what changed my mind was that audio was leaning more towards DJing, and that's not really what I wanted to do. And then. I started working with the sports program and I kind of fell in love with it. The video aspect, I liked working working behind the cameras. I liked seeing what Adam was doing and how he was directing it with the uh, different camera setups and then the graphics and everything. I just kind of fell in love with that. On the road here, I was, I was going to school for business management. I wanted to, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. That hasn't really changed. It's just my direction of how I want to go towards it has. I wanted to focus more on media, have my own media uh, business, like a a multimedia company. I learned how to set up a a TV studio, how to set up the main camera, the roaming camera, the main camera, learn a little bit about the TriCaster, how to set up the lights, and uh, the boomstick. Probably the editing process of it. I I like that, just being down in front of a computer for hours. Uh, just diving into Premiere or whatever editing software you're using. In one year, hopefully, I'm working at a local station or just a local media company, uh, learning the ins and outs before I take take my um, my uh, skills into my own company. Um, five years from now, I see my career probably uh, as a executive producer. As an executive producer, uh, probably starting my own TV show or film. If I wasn't a road hair, I would probably still be uh, working towards my business degree. Um, I probably would have still gone into media, but I just wouldn't have came here to get the foundation before I went 
into my media company. I'm Cody Larson and I'm a part of the Sports Emphasis Program at the Ohio Media School. What inspired me was just trying to find a different path for myself and just wanting to find a new way to express my opinions on sports. I went to college and for two semesters and that wasn't really my thing. So I just needed to find a new branch, a new outlet. Coming to OMS it allowed me to meet some great people that I never thought I'd meet. So it was a way for me to get out there. Sports personality I look up to is Matt Vaskersen, who is on MLB Network. I like his personality, how he brings his tone to a lot of broadcasts when he do, does baseball. And another guy is Bill Simmons, who is a CEO, the founder of The Ringer. I started a website my own, of my own based on his writing. I loved his writing and I wanted to do it myself. So I just founded my own website because of that and I write whenever I feel like it. My favorite part of being on the School on Air program so far has been just making memories with a lot of great people behind the scenes that you don't see on camera and people on camera. Just I've had a chance to call a lot of fun, exciting games. I've also had a chance to direct and lead behind the scenes too and just getting to learn all aspects of that has been really exciting. Uh, my favorite broadcast I've done personally so far is the Porter League Championships, just being able to connect with the community in that way and to give back with them. It was really eye-opening to see just how passionate they are about basketball and just how passionate the community is to support one another. At the end of the program in six months, I hope to find myself in a position to get a well-rounded job to start me out with and hopefully from there I can grow and do a future job. My all-time favorite sports memory was watching Madison Bumgarner in 2014 pitch his way, pitch the Giants into the World Series and practically carry the team on his back and win the World Series with the San Francisco Giants. So my goals for myself is to be able to find my voice and be more comfortable with my voice and not cringe every time I hear it. And then another goal is to be more comfortable on camera and be able to look at myself on camera and just not cringe at that either. So just being comfortable in my own skin with who I am. Scornaires, how we here to tell you about a very special event happening on October 2nd through October 4th. Cosba Central Ohio Spider Bifford Association is going to be holding a virtual 5K. But here's the best part my best friend Austin is going to tell you all about it. Not only that, you can do it anywhere. You can do it from your front room to your front porch. It does not matter. Austin, how can everybody sign up? Go to onesignup.com to register. Catch me if you can. You heard him. Catch us if you can. design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. At Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. At 614-864-6656. All right, we are back once again. Nutty North presented by Mojo Sports Gear. I know y'all saw that. No, nah, that was the theater people, but the commercial before that. 
I hope y'all is paying attention. You know, go cop that sports gear at Mojo. Definitely, definitely. And also, make sure y'all pay attention to the uh, Cosba. I am butchering that name. Walk, Row, Run, 5K. From October 2nd to October 4th. Make sure y'all pay attention to that. But we are back. How you feeling, T? Ready to end it? Yeah, man. Living the dream, though. Still talking football. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. what I'm doing. I'm cool. <laughs> All right, so. It seems the analysts are not too high on the Joe Burrow-led Bengals in the tough AFC North. But, I mean, that's to be expected. He's a rookie coming in. He has a second-year head coach who's really had, what, one-year experience of calling plays. So, I mean, it's really to be expected. If he if they go, well, it seems they have Sports Illustrated has a Cincinnati finishing 2-14, and 14, which – was last year's record, so they don't think that highly on us. You got the Steelers going thirteen and three, the Ravens going twelve and four, and the Browns going nine and seven. So I'm guessing they a little biased on on the Steelers because I don't see them going thirteen and three at all. No, um, unless it was two thousand seven, but uh, I'm I've never been big on the preseason projections. Especially with a young team. Now, granted, I don't think the Bengals are going far either. Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say they'd be two or fourteen. I've I've long said four and twelve, maybe five and eleven, somewhere around that area. I don't. I mean, me too. Like I say, at highest we go eight and eight. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, best case, but definitely lower. But it's always hard to tell because you don't know the youth. Like, how is that going to show up? You know, Jonah Williams may come in and be a day one. You know, um, bookend left tackle that may shore up that whole entire line. We don't know that. Joe Burrows can come out here and look like Joe Montana. We don't know that. Him and AJ Green can be kind of similar to Matt Ryan and um and uh, Julio Jones when Matt Ryan first came. I, I remember that year, nobody thought that that um, Falcons team was going anywhere. Yeah. The Falcons team won the division. Um, again, not saying that this is going to happen with the Bengals, but. You just that's, never know. Yeah, that's why I don't like preseason projections because a lot of that's just lazy. I'm pretty sure that they looked at the team, looked at the roster, and said, oh, well, they didn't really do much in free agency, which is a lie. They did. Um, they really didn't. Uh, I don't love their draft, whatever, whatever. They'll probably be 2 or 14. Well, if you think of natural progression, one, you should do a little bit better as far as maybe a game or two. If you add in A.J. Green coming back, you should also add maybe a game or two. So that it's going to be some type of at least I right. think, um, but I don't. I don't really put a lot of stock in that because a lot of these riders, um, especially with places like that, I don't think that they're really super. Not to take nothing away from, just you know, with my own analytic guy, I don't think they're really digging deep into the teams that they're covering. They're just spitballing, and I mean, it is what it is. They can think what they think, but at the end of the day, the game still have to be played. Upsets happen all the time, especially in football. Um, talent's going to win out a lot of times, too. Um, situations, we don't know what COVID. You know, who's to say that the Bengals don't become the least affected by the COVID? You know what I'm saying? And right. they they may have a, a good run where three, three or four weeks somebody is out because of something like that. You know, they can take advantage of it. We just don't know. Um, and again, I, I try to stay away from projections because I, like I like to see what happens. Um I don't like to watch the end of the movie and then go back and watch the beginning of it. Nah, let me watch it all the way through and see what, what transpires. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. 
But let's talk about these two Browns. And uh, well, first we're gonna talk about how Denzel Ward has said he he looking at the rookie AJ Green, not you know the Bengals AJ Green, but the Browns, and he's saying that this cornerback has caught his eye. So what you thinking on that? Is this another like fluff piece coming out of training camp, or is actual legit coming from a, a well star like Denzel Ward? I think any other time you would look at it and say, oh, you know, it's, he's just hyping one of his guys. He, you know, he likes somebody. Um, he's giving him a little love, whatever, whatever. But I think this year with the injuries piling up, especially in the defensive backfield, like that A.J. Green conversation is more of a conversation. I think it's more of a um, – if you can come in here and play because we need Greedy Williams is out, you know what I'm saying, at this point. So Denzel Ward well, – he's out for like the whole season? No, he's just out at the beginning of the – this area. Okay. So you need to see another corner step up. Um, and if you can, if AJ Green can come in and you know give you a little bit of help, and there's oh, every year there's going to be some undrafted player making the team. Every year there's going to be somebody that you weren't thinking about that cars on a roll or you know whatnot. And I think that if AJ Green can help, the opportunity is there. Sometimes that's all you need. Um, the depth chart before that may have not given him the shot, but I think with the injuries and that situation, like, it's kind of the next man up thing. And, you know, if Denzel Ward's watching and paying attention, not to say that he's the best talent evaluator, we don't know that, but he he is also out there with him. So, I mean, if he thinks he's doing a good job, then maybe he is. And, you know, we'll know once the um the the rosters are set if A.J. Green did that good of a job. So we'll see. But it's it's encouraging to, to see some type of progress coming out that training camp. And, again, we just know what little bit we hear because we can't see a lot. There's no preseason games. It's it's a different league. It's a different you know situation, but it's gonna be interesting because we don't know. So just to see what transpires after that, we'll see. All right. Well, this next well, he's an ex Brown, but you know he was how how long was Josh Gordon a Brown? You know, technically, probably like four or five years somewhere around there. Um, all right. But but it seems no. Yeah, we all know his problems. Play that. Yeah, but it seems Seattle resigned him for I don't know how long, but it seems it's over one million on the deal. Well, after he is reinstated by the NFL, but it seems like Seattle wants to resign him. But I want to get your you know your opinions on that, seeing as he was around for you know some some years. As a Brown uh, fan, obviously you wanted him to be a Brown and do what he you know we 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 gave him a lot of. Of, of a leash um, over there, and he he burned us a lot. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I understand that he was battling addiction. I understand that you know he was battling mental problems, you know stuff like that. Like all of it was coming coming out. And I'm personally not one of those people that want to harp on somebody's um, misfortunes. No, 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 their misfortunes. Um. I'm obviously I wanted him to do well for our team, but I'm not going to hate him because he's on you know somebody else's squad. Um, the fact of the matter is, I hope he could stay clean, keep it together. Um, I was never a big fan of him getting knocked for the um, herbal treats that he was getting involved in. Um, <laughs> I long thought the NFL was a little behind on the way that they treat right. these herbal supplements. <laughs> I mean, didn't they update it? Yeah, they did now. That's why Josh Gordon is able to be reinstated. Like, okay, if right. they never did nothing with the um, herbal situation, then... <laughs> you got to say herbal. I like mean, 
the herbal, <laughs> uh, herbs and spices. But <laughs> if they never did anything about that, Joshua would probably be still sitting it down. Um, I know he has some instances where he, he has nose candy or something like that. Um, but it was more so if he can stay away from the hard stuff, then he can he can be on the on the straight and narrow. Um, he's going to pay for it with the money because nobody's going to want to give Josh Gordon the money that he deserves. All right. Because I mean, you can't trust him. You can't you know depend on him to stay healthy mentally and physically. But I think that. If any spot is a good spot for him, Seattle's a great spot for him because they have the leadership to kind of keep them together. They have a support group. And that was the last place that he was successful at. Now, I know he ended up being caught up for, you know, the the situations um, while he was at Seattle. But still, that was more so like his past. He wasn't able to shake it yet. And they still didn't. At that time, they, they, they didn't evolve with the herbal situation yet. Now that they have, I think he has more of a leash to be successful and maybe he makes some of that money up you know um hopefully things can change for him because he's an absolute talented player i mean take everything else out of the equation like that that man's a man so the nfl is always gonna be better when you can see him out there but they can also turn you into justin blackman real quick so it's it's on josh gordon to get it together other than that he you gonna have to find him another occupation okay all right but i'll root for him all right well before we end the show, you got some comments you want to read? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what is it? Aaron Boogie Moore. He had said that he thinks that Earl Thomas should go to Dallas. That'd be a good spot for him. Just, I mean, they need they need some some splash out there in the defensive backfield. So right. I ain't mad at him. And he also called your um your boy. What he what he say? He called him mustard. Um. Mustardized Vontaze. Mustardized Vontaze. He, he, he seems to think Vontaze, what do you say he looks like? He walks around and scrubs people in the eye with mustard. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's not a Vontaze Murphy fan. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Boogie Moore. Appreciate mm-hmm. the love. Shout out to you, man. That's our fan. Got a fan. Mm. <laughs> got one. Yeah, buddy. Collect some more, man. But uh, we ended the show now. So, any last thoughts? Um, check us out next week. Uh, we're getting close to actual football. Uh, we will have more in depth conversations. Right now, we're just going through the training camp motions and giving you whatever we know. Um, we do a good job of trying to find information to share and talk about, but it is hard at this moment. But it's hard for everything and everybody. So, you know, um. At the end of the day, we're we're getting close to football. Um, we got some high school football happening, right? Actually, you're on here on the School in Their Network. Make sure yeah. you check us out with that. Uh, check out that Friday night final. Absolutely, we got the Ohio Bias show um, on That's Friday. Tomorrow. Yep, absolutely. So we you know we keep it busy. We, we keep doing what we're doing. But um, I just think that you know obviously high school always starts it. You know once you start seeing the grass being cut and the football being kicked off and the inevitable thunderstorm that we had the first week of our um. Our our high school football, but glad I wasn't out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, but uh, <laughs> lucky man. But um, high school football, then you get some college football. Now you get the NFL. You know, we had a little sprinkle of college, all the stuff notwithstanding. But we're getting back to it. You know what I'm saying? So um, not next week, but the week after that, we'll actually have some AFC North football, some hitting, some scoring, some hopefully a Browns win. 
All that's gonna be coming up here shortly. It ain't gonna we out here. Yeah, we out here. I hit the table for <laughs> We out here. Well, you know, make sure you check us out. You know, you can check me out Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty sure I, I said it on the show. I don't feel like saying it again. Uh, I answer DMs right there at uh, T Nesbitt on Facebook. You know, we, we answer DMs. I interact out here. You know, I'm not I'm not on the celebrity stuff that Rondell's on. I mean, you could DM me. I'm still a person of the people. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll eventually get back to you. But T Nesbitt on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is T Nesbitt eighty five on there, and uh, my snappity snappity is T Nes six one four. Not really on that a lot, but um, outside of that, hey. Contact your brother. We out here. Check out the Nutty North page. Uh, check us out on Open Gym on Wednesdays, 12 o'clock. Check everything out. I don't care what it is from the big league show to Loganity to um, 90 minutes plus extra time. Check out the whole school there network. Share, like, support, show love. This your city. This your town. This is your, your sports show. We do this for y'all. Holla at us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all next time.